Welcome to Food Friends. I'm Carrie. And I'm Sonia. We met in Los Angeles over 15 years ago as private chefs and haven't stopped talking about food since. We created Food Friends to share our stories and recipes with each other and you. We're so glad you're here. This week, we're talking about deli salads. You know, the kind of salads that get better the longer they spend time in the fridge, the ones that are great for picnics or as a lunch. We love them year-round, but it's especially nice to have deli salads in the warmer months when you're gathering outside or with a big group of friends. So we're getting into all our preferences, which, of course, we don't always agree on. But there's always so much fun in sharing all our likes and dislikes. And, of course, I always learn about something new from Carrie. So stay tuned for more. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Sonia. It's nice to see you, but I also just want to say I got my boxing gloves on for you today. Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think people are going to understand why you said that. Can I give them a little context? Yeah, I think so. Our first ever food fight. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. We want to call it that. It we was pretty. Such a, it was a pretty intense food fight. It was a pretty intense. We well, we were yeah. also in an intense situation. We were out. It was like day two or three of personal chefing, a huge retreat. We were understaffed. Yes. We had way too much on our plates. You were pregnant. I, yeah, I was yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, I was having I a lot was, of feelings. Yeah, you had a lot of feelings. I was probably doing a little more, so you could. It was just like it was a lot. And we were making lunch, and we were making egg salad. Uh, and you and, and we I both went to our corners on what we thought exactly <laughs> was. And so we've decided to dedicate a whole episode not to just egg salad, but to all the deli salads that we love. Like I, I love them. a deli counter. I obviously owned a deli. And like yes. when I had my deli, my vision was the salad case was the main feature of the deli. So it wasn't just yeah. about like sandwiches and soups. It was also about seasonal salads and getting scoops of salads onto your salad. Because I love a scoop of tuna salad or chicken salad or egg salad. Well, and I also think the idea of a deli salad is something that is easy to take for granted right? Like there's a great place down the street for me called Jones on 3rd that this idea that you go and you get a scoop of something, you add some greens and it's easy to sort of take that for granted. But also as the weather's getting nicer, we're rolling into summer. The idea of deli salads is such a great thing because you can make them ahead. You can keep them in your fridge. You can take them on your road, on a road trip, on a picnic. You can make them from wherever you are. So if you've got a cabin in the woods, you can make an egg salad with two ingredients, eggs and mayonnaise. Well, that's what we're going to get into. I mean, I mean, I I will say that one of my favorite things to do is if I'm on my culinary game, which is not all the time, I'm human like all of us, but when I'm in like peak culinary form, I have a few salads in my fridge because taking a scoop of any one of those salads is the perfect little snack. If you're making dinner and you're already hungry, but you don't want to eat a bunch of chips or something that's not going to actually feel good, a little bite of chicken salad or even a beet salad, it's really, it hits the spot. I'm so glad you said that because I actually have never thought about it that way. When I used to cater all the time, there if I could keep, you know, a half a cup of chicken salad saved from what I was making, and then you can go in and grab that for lunch with a handful of crackers, and that just gets you out the door. It's just such a great meal. Okay, yeah. let's get okay. into egg salad and why we had this heated – first of all, 
we're not going to get into the whole thing, but we also were debating where the best eggs were at the farmer's market. You and I could not agree. That kind of goes (laughs) back to like our recent farmer's market episode where, you know, there's this splitting of hairs, right? Like who has the best eggs? Who has the best nectarines? Who's got the best turnips? And you're just like, we are in the place where all the best stuff exists. So if there's- There are no bad farmer's market eggs. No, no, (laughs) There just really aren't. They're not bad. But okay, so we were already like heightened and hyped, but you are very strict about what goes into your egg salad. I'm a purist. I'm a total egg salad purist. So I like eggs, Hellman's, Best Foods mayonnaise, salt and pepper, and that is it. That is my. You were like, all my clients love my egg salad. Yes, they would rip every (laughs) spring. I had this really lovely family that would like hire me for their child's birthday party. And it would be like, we want the egg salad in the pretzel rolls. There's this amazing baker in town that made these fresh pretzel rolls. And so I would just buy their slider size and I would stuff all that egg salad into them. So good. That's so good. I like an egg salad in a little scoop of lettuce, like a a hearty like romaine or little gem. I like to almost, almost make, like a taco. Like, yeah, like I or love like a, a lettuce wrap. Yeah, like a lettuce wrap. Oh, or you know, I know people love like pepper boats filled with egg salad. That's a big TikTok trend. Pepper boats, egg salad, and then wait, hot by, sauce. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. By pepper uh-huh. boat, you mean a, take a pepper, like a, a sweet pepper, like a yeah, red take pepper, a bell pepper, pepper, red or bell pepper. And yeah, you put egg salad in that. And you put egg salad in it. <laughs> you know, you don't know about this whole red pepper sandwich thing. People I like am in the not key- on TikTok. <laughs> I know. I gotta. I need to talk to Karina. My niece is gonna teach me about TikTok. I can also fill you in. One of there was a huge trend. It's not even trending right now, and it comes from like the keto world, where people would make like actual sandwiches, like inside a bell pepper. Like so, they cut it in half, and there's like two almost halves, right? And then you fill right. it with meat and cheese and lettuce and tomato and onion, pickle and mustard and mayo, and you make a little sandwich. But they also there's this one influencer. I think her name is Auntie Amanda, and she did, would make these giant egg salad pepper boats and then she would cover it with hot sauce or tahine and eat that as like a meal. Oh, I'm fascinated. I love bell peppers and I love the crunchiness. I think it sounds really good. That's a nice counterpoint to like the creaminess of these mayonnaise salads, which not all deli salads are mayonnaise based. No. I just want to say for anyone who like your husband, Jonathan, who doesn't like mayonnaise. (laughs) We'll um, get into that. Don't tune out yet. We've got plenty of ideas coming your way. The thing about egg salad, Carrie, and you know, this is why I got all heated because I was I think what you I think you had tasked me with making the egg salad because you were kind of the head chef of this retreat at that time. Hey, we, we were equals. We were equal, but it was like the first round you had yes. executed okay, the menu enough. and you were like, you'll make the egg salad. And I started being like, okay, so I'm gonna add mustard and pickle juice. And I was like, wait, 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 what are you doing? What where where's that man where's that mustard going? Like there's no pickle relish in this egg salad. I don't put pickle relish, but to your point, you have all these clients who loved your incredibly simple, just a few great ingredients, egg salad, which by the way, I'm not mad at. Like now, (laughs) out of the heat of the moment, I would be so happy to eat that egg salad. But at my deli and even before that, I fell in love with the style of making egg salad that I learned when I was the recipe tester for the Lemonade Cookbook, which was written by Joanne Chinchulian. At Lemonade, what they would do is take- Oh, Lemonade's a a restaurant chain in in, Yeah, in Southern California. So yeah, their method for their egg salad was, and maybe they don't even make it anymore, but at the time was like to take the 
yolks and you basically make a dressing with the yolks that are cooked. Like you hard boil the oh. eggs, you separate the whites from the yolks, you make a whole dressing with just the yolks, and then you fold the eggs into it. And what happens is every single piece of egg white gets coated in this like golden yellow yolk dressing. So when I started developing my own, I was totally inspired by that, but I didn't keep the ingredients exactly the same. And at the restaurant, we had golden egg salad on our menu. And what we did is we would take all the yolks and we would add whole grain Dijon mustard had to be whole grain. So it's like a little bit crunchy. Yeah. Yeah. Pops. Yeah, exactly. Then we would take turmeric to make it both more More golden golden. and a slight flavor to it. Warm flavor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Salt and pepper. I think we had a pickle juice. That was it. We we made our own pickles in house and we would take that lacto-fermented pickle juice and add that as like the note of acidity. The The zinginess. And then, of yeah. course, good mayo. We used Best Foods or Hellman's mayo. Duke's mayo is really good too. You know, take the yolks and we would process this all in the food processor. But you can do this totally by hand. And it's almost like a deviled egg filling. And then – Right. That makes sense. Yeah. You chop up all the whites. Okay. You roughly chop up all the whites so they're all different pieces. And then you just fold that mixture in. I mean, we're in. talking about two totally different things. That's what's so great about a deli salad is like it can kind of help you clean out the fridge. We're going to talk about chicken salad. We're going to talk about tuna salad. Like you can put all – kinds of herbs in there. Or it can just be if you're on vacation and you're cooking out of a rental, you can pick up a dozen eggs, some good bread, and that's that's all you need. Or some bell peppers. Right. I love this idea. I'm going to try that. So did you put – you put no herbs in your egg salad or herbs? We didn't put herbs in our egg salad. We didn't put onions. We didn't put pickles. And it was a big hit. It was one of our best sellers, you know, and people ordered pints of it too and that kind of thing. Did you serve an egg salad sandwich or just – Yeah. So our egg salad sandwich was really simple. It was is good bread. I'm trying to remember which because we had different kinds of bread for different sandwiches and we were very particular. Like, yeah, I think we did a, a good slice sourdough, but we might have done even a focaccia at one point. Anyway, a good bread, egg salad, and, and farmer's market greens. That was it. And other sandwiches had other components. But for egg salad, because the egg salad itself was so flavorful, it didn't really need more in the sandwich. And right. then you could also get a scoop of it onto our version of a house salad. Right. which had like an oregano vinaigrette, like almost like a Greek style dressing. Or we had also an elderberry vinegar dressing, like balsamic, but elderberry has a different flavor. Oh, wow. So like a berry so vinaigrette. I'm so sad I missed all that. I know. I'm so sad I missed all that. I do have to say all these recipes that I'm talking about are actually in my book where there's like a whole deli salad section to the book. And I'm sharing all these recipes, the egg salad, even our house salad dressing. Oh, that's so and generous of you. I'm excited about this elderberry vinaigrette. That sounds so interesting. The elderberry vinegar itself, we got from a place called Seca Hills, S-E-K-A, and we'll link yeah. them. And they're, um, yeah, they're an indigenous farm. They produce olive oils and vinegars in Northern California. And their products are so incredible, very reasonably priced. And the land it comes from is just extraordinary. I think I was gifted uh, one of their balsamics, I think. I have, I, it's like me. a hot, it's like a hot pink. Maybe it was from you. <laughs> Maybe it was from no, me. No, I can't remember if I gave it to you or not, but it could have been me. <laughs> I yeah. give it away as, I give gift sets a lot or bottles of yes. it a lot because it's one of my favorite gifts to give, but. Well, hold on. I want to get back to the sandwich construction of an egg salad. I love a simple like on soft bread. But what I made recently for some friends was I did open face egg salad sandwiches and I put shredded lettuce on top. I actually had iceberg in that moment and I was thinking about you. But then I also put those pepperoncini rings. Yes. Yeah. It was really nice. 
Yeah, it was like a pit, the pickliness, the like a little bit of bright acidity slash spicy, a little bit of that like spiciness. Especially if you're doing a purist egg salad, like the mayo yes. and egg. And that's why we added pickle juice to ours. I think having a pickle, a pepperoncini. Another thing I like is we have this thing called Mama Lil's Hot Peppers. Do they sell them down there? No. But they're an Oregon-based company, but you can get them other places and they're like hot marinated peppers. Oh my gosh. And they're so yes. good. And I think a spicy pepper on an egg salad is good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about chicken salad next because I also feel like we might not agree. <laughs> I'm about 100% sure we're not going to agree on this one. Okay. How do you get your chicken for your chicken salad? I mean, a rotisserie chicken is a great way to go if you can get it. It just makes life so much easier. It does. I will say if you're doing a lunch or something, you're making like a good amount of it. What I like to use are bone-in skin-on chicken breasts. Yeah. And I roast them in the oven. And I'm 99% sure this was a Barefoot Contessa idea from years ago where she was like the best way to get chicken for chicken salad is to roast them bone-in skin-on and then you kind of let them cool and then pull them apart. And I don't love dark meat chicken in chicken salad, honestly. I remember when we were picking chicken for for chicken oh, yeah. tinga and you were like to me like don't before put you put those oysters in there you were you would barely <laughs> touch the dark meat at all you take like the first layer off of the chicken thigh oh, yeah. and the rest would go for stock and I would be like Carrie you're leaving all the meat on the bone that's a very I think immigrant thing too we were just taught like you eat every single piece every single of the chicken of the meat. yeah so for me I, it depends so sometimes what ends up happening like the times I make chicken salad is because I've roasted a whole chicken and I have a whole breast left over right. or or I've made chicken soup. And for chicken soup, I like to also use whole chicken, sometimes cut right. up. So then the poached chicken breast, I'll take out. And I like you, I prefer chicken breast for chicken salad. I think right. it tastes better, but the I will. Meat, it's just, yeah. I mean, I love the dark meat for like a braise. Also soup, I don't mind it in soup, but I don't know, the white meat is just better with the mayonnaise. And also what I do love when you, ro if you're making a big batch and you're roasting multiple chicken breasts, that treat of having crispy chicken skin yeah. as your snack <laughs> while you're making it, right? Totally. Then you end up with all those bones and you can put those in your stock bag. And that was one of the first places where I was like, oh yeah, I should save all these bones and use them for something. By the way, can I tell you a yeah. shredding tip? I don't ever do this, but what I've learned that you can do is when the chicken is still a little warm, but not like piping hot, you put it in your KitchenAid with the paddle attachment and it will shred it super fast. Really? Yes. I'm a hand shredder. I, I believe in like- I, I think knew I was, as needs... I was saying this, I was like, there's no way like, Carrie's on board. <laughs> By the way, also I'm not – my KitchenAid is always so dusty because I never use it. So there's no way I'm going to wash it so that I could shred chicken in it. <laughs> I just told you I never do it, but I right. feel like it's a nice tip for people who like get kind of grossed out by doing it or who don't want to get their hands – or for, or maybe their yeah. hands hurt. It's a good tip if you're into that. You can also chop – you know, sort of run a, run a knife. Yeah, make some cubes with it. But I like a hand shred. And then I'm pretty pure, again, with my flavors. So I like Hellman's Best Foods Mayonnaise celery, galleon, and sometimes I like to put very thinly sliced fennel in, just like shaved oh, fennel. Oh, yum. Yum, yum, yum. Because the fennel and the salad, it's like so fresh and light. And then I like scallion and I don't like anything else. I don't believe in red onion or white onion. I don't want any of that harsh onion. So no mustard. Oh, mustard in my chicken salad. <laughs> okay, so okay, tell so me my, how we are so different. Obviously, I'm a little extra with all my <laughs> – all my, oh my things. Gosh. I'm unabashedly a maximalist. So, uh, <laughs> 
I will do the same things. I definitely have to have celery. I also prefer scallion. I do not like a red onion or a white onion. I'm really with you on that. Fresh parsley for me is kind of a must if I have it on hand. I do mayo. I do whole grain Dijon. Again, same reason. Or sometimes I'll even do a squeeze of lemon if I don't want to do mustard. I I like a note of acidity in there. That's good for me, but I also tend to like a dried currant, not a raisin, and not a grape. You go sweet. A hint. A A a subtle moment. It's very a light like dusting of currants. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little current curious in this moment because I think it was lunch at home. I think we were talking about your tuna salad. Yeah. And I'm not a tuna salad lover, but a tuna salad that I remember that piqued my interest had currants in it. And And I never put currants in tuna salad. I found that very interesting. But what I like about currants in general and why I always have them in my pantry is like a raisin in a deli salad to me is way too much dried fruit. It's like – it's, it's too, like too big. It's right. too big. It's yeah. too sweet. It's too musky or something. But yeah. a currant is so tiny. It's like almost the size of a peppercorn. And yes. so it's like this little raisiny hint. burst hint yes. without it's overpowering. Like a hint of sweetness. Yeah, I'm interested. Do you put any celery? Oh, I have to have celery. celery. And I love fennel. If I have fennel, I'll add fennel too. But yeah, that's about it. I don't add anything else. No, nothing like that. It's always just celery or fennel, scallion. I'll skip scallion if I don't have it. I won't add onion. You add chive. I guess like chive is like such a. I would add chive. It's not necessary. Do you ever do dill? Not in chicken chicken salad. salad. Really? Hate to hate to disappoint everyone who knows how much I love dill, but I do not add dill to chicken salad. Well, it's funny. Last summer, we were on vacation with my friends, and I was going to make chicken salad. And my friend John is like a real lover of dill. And he was like, well, aren't you going to put dill in that? And I was like, well, I wasn't thinking about it. And he, you know, and then he was like, well, I think you should. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure well, it's I did. Good. It's I mean, like, it's nice. It's not bad. It's just not my flavor. The other thing I will not do with chicken salad, I will eat it if someone serves it to me because they made it. But I would never put whole nuts. You know how people put like almonds and walnuts in chicken salad? That is not my jam. And I definitely don't like cubed apple. You know how people do like grapes and apple? You don't like that sort of Waldorf idea. Again, if someone served it to me, I wouldn't be like, ew, I would happily eat it. But I would never like seek it out. I don't mind that version either. I like the crunchiness of the apple. I don't love a grape in my chicken salad. When I was making chicken salad at home growing up, I don't know if you had this in your pantry. We always had... I forget the name of the spice brand, but a curry powder. I don't know. A curry chicken salad is like not my jam at all. I don't know. I just can't. I mean, I love those flavors. There's just some, it doesn't like mix for me. But this is the point. You know that we're joking too, like when we give each other a hard time because I obviously don't think there's a right and wrong in food. I think if you like curry powder and grapes and walnuts and currants and raisins all together, like Godspeed. Well, I think that's part of why this is such a great subject to talk about because there's such an openness to all the ways that you can do this. And I think the other idea is that you can make these deli salads ahead, like what you just said before, like when I'm really on my culinary game, I've got a couple in my fridge. It's like you can do this in the middle of December. You can do this in the middle of the summer. It's relevant at any time of the year and all this stuff you can at the regular grocery store, or you can also like buy some of the stuff at the farmer's market. It, it really lends itself so well to what the season is, where you're at. And that brings me to my next salad that I want to talk to you about, which is coleslaw. And Bring it. Which my husband believes is made with cream because he loves <laughs> coleslaw, but he hates mayonnaise. It doesn't need to be made with mayonnaise. So you make I'm, your coleslaw with mayonnaise because that's actually another one that I wanted to bring to you as well. Yeah. Well, how do you make yours? Well, this idea that I 
I've been wanting to test out for a couple of years. I have a couple of these regional cookbooks that are kind of Southern based. And there's this sort of Southern refrigerator salad. And you make this vinegar based coleslaw that's very simple. And it lasts in your fridge for like a week. And it stays crunchy. And it's like a real tradition that, again, it's not a part of my food experiences. People have given me a couple of these regional cookbooks and I'm always like, what a cool idea. And you can stick it in your fridge and then it's good for a week, which- Well, I- there's this Jewish deli, talk about delis. There's this Jewish deli salad called the health salad that comes from Eastern Europe and Russia and immigrants started serving them at their salads and they're called different things because there's even this deli in New Jersey and it's I can't recall it right now. The salad itself was being named after the deli in New Jersey. Oh, and like wow. when you go to the local market to this day, you can buy that salad. But they're called health salads and you'll find them in Jewish delis across the country. And they're a vinegar-based cabbage salad that's a little sweet and a little tangy and a little salty, but it's not a pickle. Like it's exactly- It's simple. It's a very simple salad. Simple. It has like celery. Like I was kind of doing a little research. It was like celery, salt, pepper, white vinegar. Well, right? the one you're describing may be even a little different if it's from the South, but the, the Eastern European version, the one that, and I have a recipe for it, I can link it and will also yes, be in my please. book. You know, every place differs a little, but the way I make it is cabbage, carrot, cucumber, and pepper. Like it's a summer salad. It's not just okay. a, you can take out the cucumbers and peppers in the winter. And then it's like a slightly sweetened vinegar dressing. Right. And just for like a little bit of balance. Yeah. It gets better every day in the fridge. It yeah, doesn't usually the flavors last. meld more, right? Yeah. Right. Interesting. One of the other recipes that came up that also reminded me of another thing that I make was a recipe for scrunched cabbage salad. And the idea was like that you have cabbage and you kind of massage it a little bit and sort of break it up. And that was something I used to do. I used to make kale Caesar salads um, for a lot of caterings that I would do because kale is so fibrous. I personally love to eat kale cooked, but it's really great if you want to make it as a Caesar salad because you can make it ahead of time and as it sits, it softens. You sort of massage the dressing into it and that breaks the fibrousness up. And I also noticed that in one of these recipes, it was called, it was literally called like scrunched cabbage salad because, you know, cabbage is so crunchy, but this is a way to make it a little bit more chewy and a little bit more pliable. Well, you scrunch cabbage too when you're making sauerkraut. You want to release its natural liquid, so you scrunch the cabbage with salt. And actually at our deli, we had a kale salad that was always on the menu and we would massage it too. And I think we would massage it just with like salt and lemon juice or, or a little oil and like just yeah. massage it for a while until it kind of changes color almost. Yeah. And then we would do a tahini dressing, toasted seeds and stuff. And that was our kale salad. But I love a kale Caesar. I love a kale salad and it lasts for days too. And I feel like this is what we're talking about. There's a whole world of cabbage salads that goes beyond the traditional deli coleslaw, like traditional, but I do have a soft spot for coleslaw. I love, love, love all coleslaws. Okay. So let's go back to your coleslaw because yeah. I feel like your coleslaw is not vinegar based. It's mayonnaise no. based. Okay. Well, I make two different coleslaws. I usually, okay. I either make a mayo based one or a kind of Asian zingy miso dressing-ish one where like, okay. or a vinegary one, which has no mayo whatsoever, but I might add like a lot of cilantro. I might add toasted peanuts to that and that would have cabbage and carrot, toasted peanuts, toasted sesame, cilantro, And that's mince, a miso dressing? Or a simple rice vinegar vinegar dressing. And Uh the other coleslaw I make, I don't even know if you call that coleslaw, but it's a slaw. The other like 
the traditional summertime-ish coleslaw that I make will have mayo, apple cider vinegar, whole grain Dijon mustard. Do you have the theme yet? A little Um, bit of sugar. A little bit of sugar or salt. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'll add a little bit of garlic if I feel like that. And then I love cabbage. I love shredded carrot. And I actually like apple in my coleslaw too. Oh, so you'll make the exception for apple in the coleslaw, but not in the chicken salad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking note. I I love this idea. I love this idea of a salad that just can kind of sit and be ready in your fridge. How do you make your coleslaw though? Do you have a style? I'm not like a big coleslaw maker, I don't think. I mean, I certainly made a lot of coleslaw when I was catering, but I think when I'm thinking about what do I want to eat, I don't always, that's not always like a go-to idea of mine. But, you know, I wanted to bring another couple of ideas forward. A couple months ago, I cooked for a retreat and I sent everyone home with this broccoli salad. It was broccoli Mm. and quinoa salad. Yeah. And what drew me to the recipe was the description that was something like, it's a spoonable salad. It was like you should Mm -hmm. eat it with a spoon because of the quinoa and everything was kind of really finely chopped. And it had toasted pecans in it and it called for little chunks of sharp cheddar cheese. But I had already used sharp, I had already used cheddar in something else that I was cooking that weekend. So I actually used feta. So it was like quinoa, broccoli, feta, toasted pecans. And then it called for some kind of dried fruit, but I ended up using dried cherries, like a tart cherry. You I could love also a tart cherry. I love a tart cherry so much. My idea was to pack it into mason jars and then I ended up forgetting them. So I bought like just little, um, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to send everyone home with like a lunch oh. to eat on their way to drive back to Los Angeles. And I myself ate it as I was driving back to Los Angeles. And it was like the perfect car food. Quinoa is a perfect protein. It's a seed, yes. not a grain. And so if you're making a deli salad with quinoa, and actually that's another recipe in my book is a quinoa salad with roasted zucchini and basil and some other ingredients. But it's the same sort of, you know, idea that you're going for, which is like you have the quinoa, you have a wonderful vegetable included. You might have something crunchy, a little tart cherry or currant. And then did you keep the dressing really simple because you have the feta, right? Yeah, you have the feta. And it was a lot of lemon and olive oil. And there was a lot of mustard in it too. There was like a good, like I think there was a whole grain mustard in it too. It had like a nice punch to it. And that broccoli quinoa salad it reminded me of this other salad I grew up eating in the Midwest that was broccoli, raisins, bacon. Yeah. It was this like – and It's it was called a, a broccoli crunch salad. Is it – did it have salad. almonds too? Yeah, and it had some kind of nuts, almonds usually. Well, I used to eat it when I was growing up. And then in my 20s, James and I used to volunteer at this camp outside of Boston. And the cooks would make that for the counselors. Oh, and it also had um, grapes in it. That was the thing that it had. Yeah. It, was, it doesn't sound like it makes sense, but it's so good. Smitten Kitchen has like a broccoli crunch salad recipe that I would make a lot. It was broccoli almonds, I think grapes or some kind of dried fruit and a mayo-based dressing. And there's something so comforting about that. I feel like that is also a salad you find in the grocery store deli case a lot. Yes. I'm always so confounded by how much I like it because these weird elements, but somehow they all meld together so beautifully. And every time I would go to the camp, I would eat that for lunch. And they would keep serving it until it was gone. They would serve it like day after day and it would get better. It would somehow also get better and it just didn't make any sense. Speaking of the veggie-based deli salads, I I literally think we could talk about this for like nine episodes because I don't even think we're going to cover half the salads that exist. But And it makes me think of this other kind of salad that was literally my favorite food growing up. And it's a beet, a Russian beet salad Mm -hmm. or Ukrainian, former Soviet Union beet salad. Well, everyone has a different way of doing it. But the way my mom did it was she would just take cooked beets 
then she would grate them and then she would chop up a lot of little gherkin pickles, not sweet, like a cornichon type, okay. kind of like Russian pickles, and then fresh garlic and dill, and then either just a simple like lemon olive oil dressing, or you could do a mayonnaise based dressing. And oh, I would stand in the fridge, like eat it. I could eat like like mountains of this. And I am never happier than when I have a beet salad sitting in my fridge. And now I do it kind of a couple different ways. So I definitely do a version of that. Instead of shredding, I tend to like cube my beets. So I just roast them really simply. Like, it, or I put them in a baking dish and cover it, or I wrap it in foil, or I wrap the beets in foil, like with almost nothing, like maybe a drizzle of oil, salt, and pepper. I don't okay. even peel them. I cook them until they're really truly tender. And you then you peel them once. Then I cooked. peel them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I cube them. And I like to cube them really small, but if you don't like cubing things small, you could cube them big or you could right. create them, whatever you like. And then I always add chopped pickle, always chopped dill. And sometimes now I add like creme fraiche or something like oh, tangy. Wow. Okay. Or Another way I do it is I take cubed beets and I just marinate them in a in red wine vinegar and oil and, and maybe a drizzle of maple syrup or honey to just sweet bring out the sweetness in them just a little bit. And then I'll serve that over a big dollop of labna, like a strained yogurt. Oh, yeah. And so then you get these like sweet tart beets. And we served that at the deli. That was one of our main salads. It was our, my place was called Beetroot. I obviously love yes, beets. Yes, you love beets. So we had yeah. we, and beets grow year round here. So it was just one of the deli salads we could always have is either Russian beet salad or this beet and labna option. I mean, I have to say, I don't know that I've ever had that before. Like, I don't know really? that I've ever had any version of because I just did not grow up eating beets. In fact, when I was a kid my babysitter kind of like forced beets on me and I've oh, had no. this aversion to them my whole life. I mean, I know that you like to tease me about how I say I eat everything and then occasionally I'm like, <laughs> I drop I drop these like, I don't eat that. I don't eat that. I generally do not ever order beets. I still have that association so of being forced yeah. to eat them when I was a kid. But like this idea of this really earthy beet, especially with the labna, you kind of had me at the labna piece. It's not like a loose yogurt because labna right. is so thick. It's almost like a bread and it just pairs so well with beets. It is that like sweetness of the beets. And when they're roasted, they really get sweet, but there's a little tanginess with the either sherry vinegar, red wine vinegar, yeah. a really good vinegar. And then you have this tangy, creamy, rich labna. It's so good. Well, don't beets also go really well with goat cheese, like a chev? Yeah, right? definitely. So it's the same idea, like like a spreadable, creamy cheese like that. It's one of those classic combos. You know, oh, there's just- one other ingredient in the Russian beet salad that I will be remiss if I don't include, which is – Well, dill I, I mentioned, <laughs> but is actually a cooked carrot. Russians love oh. to add cooked carrot to a lot of salads, so you could either cube that or grate that. But okay. I usually add that too if it's a Russian salad, but not the beet and labna. Do you have yeah. any other – like veggie-based deli salads that you want to throw out here? Uh, Well, the other deli salad that I love is a cucumber salad. And it's so simple, but I love a cucumber salad. And I love all the different kinds of it. I mean, I'm usually like pretty simple with mine. Again, at the deli, we would just take cucumbers, very, very thinly shaved red onion, like on a mandolin, tons and tons of dill. And then I would do a kind of sweetened vinegar dressing. So, you know, apple cider vinegar, a little bit of sugar, maple syrup, olive oil, and toss that all. And that's the kind of thing that gets better as it sits. Like it needs several hours and has no mayo. So you could take it to the beach. You could take it to picnic. 
I just love that. I love that idea. Well, the one that I wanted to bring forward is, um, I don't know that you could call it a deli salad, but I think it sort of fits this idea of like being ready in your fridge and getting better over time. So we went camping recently and the families that were all camping together kind of had like potluck. And this one woman brought Texas caviar or cowboy caviar. Do you know what this is? Oh, that's a big trend right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've had versions of this and I'm generally not into it. It just feels like it's always super sad, super weird. The textures aren't right. And this was like drinkable. So delicious. I think hers had black beans and corn. And then I think there were red peppers and, you know, some herbs like scallion. The two key things were it had a lot of lime in it. It had this like, you know, zestiness. Yes. Tons of lime in it. And then it almost had she. It was spiced really well, and the way that I would describe the spice is like ground beef taco spice, like those packets yeah. that you get. Sort of had that very like you cumin. know chili powder cumin. It wasn't spicy, but it was flavorful. I know avocado is not generally part of this no, yeah. um, mix at all, so I don't know if she put the avocado in or if there's just like avocado on the side. But I had brought like a big salad, just like a greens salad. It was very basic. And I put the cowboy caviar on top and I had put avocado and then I crunched a bunch of chips on it. And it was like the most delicious taco salad. It's like a taco salad. It yeah. It was a taco salad. The way she spiced it was so perfect. That's another salad. If you just had that in your fridge, yeah. it's going to get better as it sits. And then you could scoop it onto a bed of lettuce and have a lunch. Or And scoop and it I, with chips or have a tostada. Totally. Like there's so many versions of that. This conversation, I think we're going to need a part two. But there's <laughs> one last topic I think we should address. And I'm dying to know your opinion, which is pasta salad. Oh, I love pasta salad. Do you really? I feel like we need a whole episode of pasta salad. (laughs) I mean, especially for the summer, don't you think? I love pasta salad. I never, ever, ever make pasta salad. Oh my God. By the way, this is probably how I feel about coleslaw. Like I never make coleslaw unless somebody like hires me to. I've seen so many recent pasta salads that actually look good online. But growing up, every pasta salad I've ever had was sad. It had those like little tin olive rounds and felt really kind of dry and never enough dressing. I mean, you mean like kind of like an Italian dressing. It's like rotini, pasta, Italian dressing, olives, some chopped up bell peppers. Yeah. Uh I mean, I think that that can be done really well though. I definitely grew up eating a lot of that. And then there's also a version that's kind of like a Thousand Island version. I've never had that. I don't know if I could do that. Oh, it's delicious. It is. No, I can't. All right, we'll do. We should do a part two. That's okay, like we'll table pasta, pasta salad. salad because it's a whole. There's too much to talk about with there's pasta too much salad. To talk about. And there's. I feel um, like I'll have to bring my boxing gloves back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this was a lot of fun. I truly am going to go make egg salad right this second. I know. It sounds so good right now. I might even make a beet salad and get some labna and check that out. Although I just feel like I need to come to Portland and you can make it for me. I think that's a better idea. Okay. Sounds good. Well, enjoy your lunch. You too. All right. Bye. Thanks for being our food friend. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe, leave us a review, and share this episode with friends. We love hearing from you, so follow us on Instagram or drop us a line at foodfriendspodcast.com. Yes, we'd love to hear from you and your food friends. Happy cooking and eating. Oh, oh, oh.